0: Romumu.org. For more information about the other JCast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JCastNetwork.org.
1: So one of the gestures that I learned working with children, because that's my really my background, um, I was working with young people in, in synagogues up and down Manhattan uh, in Jewish communities, and oftentimes if you say something to them like sit down, it doesn't really get heard. So this one doesn't really work, but this one works. So you put two fingers like this, like you have a kid, right? And then they sit. I just had to do that, show you that. So I just want to welcome you all again. Um and uh in just with I'm uh with respect and love for my teachers, uh Rabbi David Ingber. Thank you for inviting me to join this kahal. And Rabbi um, Jeremy Kalmanovsky, one of my teachers also, and one of my Haruta partners, who is who I consider my social justice teacher now, is Rabbi Mia Simring. She's also here. And one of my Gen Fellows classmates is here. Let's dive into our Torah reading, Ekev. So, Ekev, um, my husband's name is Mordecai Yaakov. So, there he is, right? Ayin, Kuf, and Bet. So they say that, so my promise to a lot of this, a uh, lot of the Roman, uh, friends that I've already made is that I really want to, to illuminate at least the titles of our, of our Torah readings, right? If we're not so much in, you know, we have not learned everything that's inside, at least let's get the titles together. So Ekev. So has something to do always with the heel, right? So Yaakov supposedly was the second, so he came at the heel of after his brother Esau, right? His, His twin brother. But here it says that it really means it shall come to pass because of... As a result of, as a consequence of, as a consequence of everything, I guess, that has happened to B'nai Israel, because you hearken to these laws, says Moshe, and keep to them, then the Lord your God shall keep you unto the covenant and kindness which God swore to your fathers. So last night, Rabbi David brought out one of the images of, um, of this reading, and that is that the Israelites, Came out of this with, you know, almost at the brink of entering the land with their clothes intact, right? Whose clothes are intact after this, after that walk, right? If you're wearing cotton, then, you know, you're like a wet little chicken. If you're wearing acrylic, well, acrylic will live forever. But it says your clothing did not wear, wear out upon you. la Teja, you know, your shirt, so even your legs, your foot did not even swell. So that's what happened to them. So we have an image of we have the image of the heel. we have the image of the body like the, the clothing that like, like pre-shrunk and or somehow that's that stretched throughout the 40 years. And then we have another there we have feet that don't swell, but in the reading that we will do today, there's another image, body image, that comes. It is about the neck, the neck that's stiff, So earlier, when we when we gathered today, when we looked at the prayers for the body, right? We moved, right? We bent our knees. This is something that we do here at 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 Romimu. We moved our bodies, we stretched. But the one thing we never do, especially as grown-ups, is nobody ever bends, right? We don't bend this way because that would be silly, right? We This, yeah, we do, but this we never do, right? And we don't swivel, right? We don't swivel. We use our eyes to look. So exploring what it is to be kashiore, or stiff of neck. Okay, so let's think about it. So physically, locating it in your own body, starting from the heel, right? And then there's the neck. The neck that is necessary, that holds the head, That's from which everything pivots. Whether you can see, whether you can actually breathe, right? If the neck bends back like this, you can't talk, right? Talk like that. But perhaps by you know angling the neck, you can talk. So let's let's explore this. I am going to look at what the Torah reading has, and I will bend my neck back. I will actually look back to Exodus, the book of Exodus. Right? Because there is a phrase that was, um, that was said in Exodus that is also repeated in this, in this portion, except there's one difference. So, let us see. Do you have your books in front of you? If you have your Ezchaim in front of you. Deuteronomy 921. What is my page? My page number is, tell me, 1045, right? Can somebody read that aloud? Yeah, come to the microphone. Yes. Yes. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Oh, let's see.
0: As I as for that sinful thing you had made, the calf, I took it and put it to the fire. I broke it to bits and ground it thoroughly until it was fine as dust, and I threw its dust into the brook that comes down from the mountain.
1: Okay, so. What, what, what happened again? Just the points. Tell us what, what were the points. What, what, did, what did Moshe do with this golden calf? Okay, we're talking about the golden calf.
0: He broke it in bits. He broke it
1: in bits, right? Then?
0: And then he ground it down.
1: He ground it. like So now it's like powder.
0: And then he threw it in the fire, into the brook.
1: He threw it in the brook, shh, like this. And then?
0: Again, you provoked the Lord at Tebera, and at Masseh, and at Kibroth, Hatava.
1: Hatava. Okay, great. Thank you. So those are the actions, right? He broke. He, he took the egel. He broke it. He ground it into pieces, and he threw it. Okay, thanks.
0: And when the Lord.
1: Go ahead.
0: And when the Lord sent you on from Kadesh Barnea, saying, "Go up and take possession of the land that I am giving you," you.
1: Ten forty six.
0: Flouted the command of the Lord your God. You did not put your trust in him and did not obey him. As long as I have known you, you have been defiant toward the Lord.
1: Thank you. Great. Awesome. So as long as I have known you, you have been defiant to the Lord. So this is in Deuteronomy. But in the book of Exodus, that same scenario is repeated, right? Except it says there that the ground bits were placed in water. Like, Imagine this. Moshe took some of the ground bits and mixed it with water. And the translations that we find in the books is that this water with the ground bits of Egel, of, of the, the golden calf, this, this image, this statue, was given to the Israelites to drink. To drink, right? Um, so in one book, it says nothing about drinking, right? In Deuteronomy. He took the bits and he scattered her in water. But in this part, he says he took the bits, mixed it and put it in the in, in the water and gave it to the Israelites to drink. So that sounds to me like child abuse. And right, you don't you don't do that. I've heard in some of the countries I've been, let's say for example, if a kid in school, you know, says bad words, the teacher would say I'm going to wash your mouth with soap right? Or um, I'm going to clean you out. But here it says in our book today, in the book of Deuteronomy, he didn't do anything like that. So whenever there's a doubling, right? A doubling of a teaching in the Torah, then everybody's ears perk up, right? The rabbis think, okay, doubling, there must be something, something here. So Let's look at the doubling of the story. So if you look at the book of Exodus, it says, everyone's translating it as, um, it was given to drink. But those of you who know some Hebrew, what would you, what would you say uh, is a verb for to drink? Shoteh, right? Like to drink. But here it says, So So commentators are looking at this, and they're saying that it's not so much as it was made to drink, but somehow it went to the mouth right this this concoction went to the mouth, and that it's more of a um permit me a little grammar right so a kind of a um uh, i have, i have Ill, a causing a causing to make something happen, a causing for this element to be by the mouth. so what do you do when you cause something to be by your mouth? what are you doing? You're kissing, right? Like when you cause something to be at your mouth or to eat, it's like you're you're kissing it. So then, so what would in the book of Exodus is it a uh, like a an exclamation, a parenthetical um, commentary of the of of the sages that hmm, if you are going to be worshiping a golden calf, then here kiss it. Right? And if you do kiss it, you go, ah, still, this person or these people are not in the thought of one God, right? Of the indivisible, the invisible. But they need a, you know, that they need this, this visibility of the golden calf. So, like we said, like when two, whenever two things like that appear in the Torah, we like to think why and how it happens that it is being repeated. Not only do you have this, this like forceful feeding in Exodus, but even in our Torah reading, there are many more violent images. And I don't know about you, but for kids, when they get a Torah reading like this, they go awesome, right? They don't want to get chukat or, you know, one of those parashat or like Kidushim where it's just do good, do this, do that, but they want to see fire and brimstone and a mountain belching fire. So, let's look at page 535. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. In, in Exodus, so that you can see that verse that conjures up this image of the water laced with gold. The first paragraph. Yes. Page 535. So, they took the calf that was made, and it was... Uh, bayitan at like dock, right? Like like uh, It was brown until it's very fine. Bayizer um hamayim, and it was scattered over the water and bayashed et Israel. But in um, in our book of Deod- Deuteronomy, it doesn't mention that at all. So this totally different story gives us an out or an in. I, I like to think of it as an in because if Deuteronomy was the first book ever written, right? So ponder this, that biblical scholarship has said that the first book could not have been Genesis, but the first book would have been something that would organize and give a, a sense, like a constitution, so to speak, for this new, newly formed, forming people. Then it was pretty straightforward. Later on, perhaps, when the other books were were, were added, then a warning was added, right? And I'm going to make you eat this stuff. I think of my grandmother, for example, who makes, who used to make me eat stuff that I was not really happy to eat. Before going to school, she would crack an egg, a raw egg, and then make me eat this stuff. Or that was actually the good one. Sometimes it was castor oil. Before going to school, I don't think so. Right? So... Moshe and our, our, our sages had to add this. When I see images like this, when I, see, when I read, I have a sense of two feelings. One is it's cinematic. Um, like those of you who have read, um, Harry Potter, the fifth and sixth books, right? Suddenly was written for the screen, right? The first couple of books were not written for the screen, but this book, this book is actually written for the screen, it seems. And it, 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 it brings up three feelings for me, three shades of feelings. And so, learning from Rabbi David, I thought, let me see what, um, Reb Zalman would, would say about this. So, I'm learning from my teacher. And I said, let me look at what his teacher is saying. So, Reb Zalman said there are three kinds of fear, three words for fear. One is pachad, and this you will see in, in Rosh Hashanah, like one of the Torah, the Rosh Hashanah readings, you'll see the word pachad, and pachad is fear. And, but it's like, Reb Zalman said this kind of fear is like a sense of terror. Like if you see, uh, you know, the, the earth, you know, like suddenly like a sinkhole appearing in front of you, or, um, or heaven forbid a gun in front of you. So it's a kind of fear but that I know. I'm afraid but I I know what, what, what I'm looking at. And there's another kind of fear where that we somehow say we call it EMA. So it's almost like a state of high anxiety where you go, Aye, ah, yeah, like what? Like ma, what what, what is it? Like aye, ah, yeah, what, what what is going on? And it could be like a like a dark falling on you. But the other word that we use often is yir'ah, right? So yir'ah has more of a sense of like the word roeh, to see. So you're afraid of something, but you can see. Or you are, and, and Rabzal was saying that if we are to have a kind of fear, a kind of, I would say, awe, a kind of, um, like an elevated kind of, uh, uh I call it like a suspiro, you know, like a, ah, that kind of a, ah, a suspension of breath. Then it would be yerat hashemaim. It would be to create this kind of of awe of God. So he said it would be a combination of knowing that I'm not alone. I see, but I'm not alone. There was one time I was up in the in the altiplano in Peru. Anyone been to Peru at all? Israeli destination. So up in the Altiplano is the highest lake. It's called Lake Titicaca. And uh, I was in a bus and we were on our way to Bolivia, to La Paz. And of course, what would happen? The bus broke. We got off the bus. Guys were fixing the, you know, the bus. And we were just out in the middle of nowhere, out in the open. And after a while, you know, then eventually, after a couple of hours, of course, we got on the bus and the bus took us to La Paz, to Bolivia. And I went to a friend's house. And so if, you know, if you can look, think of your national geo- uh, geographic, you know that in, Bula- in Lima, actually beginning from Ecuador, Peru, down to Bolivia and Paraguay, all those, all of those areas and parts of Brazil, there are a lot more indigenous peoples. Or I would call the peoples that are really local, right? Because everyone else who's uh, fairer of skin really came with the conquistadores, came with the, with the Spanish conquerors. So, anyway, there were a lot of this, you know, I, I was seeing a lot of people that looked like me, you know, and um, uh, Bolivians, right? As the bus was pulling out. I got to the house and lo and behold, my host was not there. She was in Switzerland. Who would have thought that I would arrive there and the host was in Switzerland. So, but of course, they said, "No, no, come! You know, they, we know you're coming. Welcome!" And you know, I, I went up to the to the bathroom and I, you know, fixed myself. And and then suddenly, I was I was in the bathroom and I I saw in the mirror, you know, one like an indigenous face. I thought, "Oh my gosh!" One of the ladies that you know that work in the house and they went huh! like I really suspended my breath like that. And like how did she get into the house? Uh, into the bed, into the bathroom, and I looked and it was me. I was looking at myself, being up outside in the altiplano. I had gotten so dark, right? Because the you know the, the rays, the, the rays were just so intense, and so I looked like you know an indigena. So when I think of this kind of your of yir'ah, I think of that kind of being seen even though you think nobody's seeing, right? So the kind of fear of God that we will be looking at, that we are aspiring for, is this kind of sense that I am being seen, even though as I am in suspension of my breath because of awe, I'm still being seen. So we'll be entering into Elul starting next week. You know we will be ha- uh, we'll be celebrating Rosh Chodesh Elul, and just we're gently entering that period. And I would like us to uh, wish my wish for all of us is to enter Elul with a sense of being seen and seeing each other, and our ambivalent feelings towards the divine is seen and known, if it's only by us and by your next uh, your next door neighbor. So we'll start with our Torah reading, and it will be on page, where's my goodbye, our goodbye, Arthur? What page is it? 1045. So as is our custom, we w- I'd like to invite those who have a sense of having not been seen, who have a sense of wanting to see more, and actually... Who have a sense of looking into, like even looking back behind us? There's this bird that exemplifies this kind of uh, looking back. And it's uh, it's an illustration. It's called a sankofa bird. And the sankofa bird looks like it's got its neck bent back as if it's trying to look at what's behind it. It looks like it's trying to pick off, um, you know, little insects in the, on its back. So this idea of of seeing and being seen is even everything that's in our heritage, anything that we've learned from the back, from way back, that we can bring it forward into Elul, into this week. So anyone who has that sense, please come up and join us for the first Aliyah. And let's see, let's open this. So Betegale again we share Le Khor Simbobinom Ramen. Hakula Bugodalhin with Nuka Vodla Torah. Ya Amdu. All of those who cherish being seen and all of those who have felt not being seen and those who can actually take something from behind them and bring them forward, we welcome you to the bimah and we say amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. meen al to mahar adonai elohai qa ataham milfane khalemour petit caty ani adonai lareshet et haaret hazot and in the Ki <laughs> ki Na no ten lecha eta avetzatovah zot richta ki im keshet ki am keshet orev that we are these people who are stiff of neck atah sechor altishkar ed ash asher hitzavta eta donayel lecha b'midbar lemin hayom. עשיה צאתה מארץ מצרים אדו בו, אדו בוק, כאם אדם מקום הזה אומרים הי תם 임 אדוני ובחורם יצפתם את אדוני
0: בית
1: להשמיד אתכם ועלותי, לקחת את לוחות תווניהם לוחות הבית אשכרתם נהיים אכן באשר בה באשר בהם יום ב לילה לכם לא אכלתי ומים לא שתיתי פיה תנתנה לי Hine 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 lo ko atavanim ktuvim be'tzva Elohim va ba ba'anim ktohadav hadavrei acher diber Adonai imachem Bahar mitoha esh be'yom
0: Amen.
1: So all of you have come for to honor the Torah and to honor yourselves, to honor the truths in you, so you receive blessings, you open up your hands and you open up your faces and I do not for one moment take for granted that those hands that you open are your faces and to stand here and to see that each time is very humbling and it is the face of God. It is the face of God in some places you can't say that but at Rome we say it loud and clear and proudly. <laughs> This holy community, Shalom, the Chvoda Mekom, the Chvoda Torah, the Chvoda Shabbat, Hakadosh Barukh Hu Yismarotov, Et Koms Pachov, Shlach Bracha, the May the, you know, it's like May it be thrown to you, sent to you in your and in, in your direction, blessings and success. That's Lachah, we all must say it. We all must all the things that you do with your hands. In called Israel, Echab, and all those who are in prayer today at this moment, and all who are here, we all say, Amen.